Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sisters Show. This is Tamia, your Sci-Fi Sister, who's hosting today. I'm here with my sister, Sabrina Wood. Hey, everybody. And Fran Taylor. Hello, hello, hello all. We are so excited to be here today again because we are talking Picard yet one more time. In this installment of Picard, we're talking the mid-season, season season, uh, one, episode seven, Nepenthe, which was an awesome episode. There is a lot to talk about here. Uh, So just really quickly, general one or two words What'd you think of this episode, Sabrina? Well, of course, because it is coming in like as number seven, I like the fact that they gave us a little break in the action because, you know, the last three episodes were just boom, 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 boom. Absolute candor, Stardust City rag, and then we went into the impossible box, and I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. So I like the fact that we got to Nepenthe and we got to like kind of decompress for a second. That was Sabrina attempt at one or two words that was great <laughs> uh, i love that too i love the i love the break in the action fran one or two words about nepenthe well i like the fact that um Riker and troy were still together and for the most part overall they were happy and in love and had this brilliant daughter Aww. i love it So I love the fact that you brought in the daughter, a little bit of trivia. Kestra is the daughter's name. And do you guys know who she was named after? No. You said no. she was named after... Oh, the daughter, the daughter in Next Gen. Sabrina said no. Fran said yes. But then I remember. Yes, her sister. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Troy's sister. Um, Kester yeah. from the one that fell yeah. in the pool. From TNG, yeah. um, season seven, episode seven, Dark Page. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. When Roxana yeah. was going through some issues and trying to suppress yeah. these these painful memories. Tell you, boy, can't suppress. It always bubbles up to the surface. <laughs> it does. Sabrina, I know you'll like, do you know, did you do some research on the word, on the penthe and the word? But of course, but of, of course, because you're our research maven. <laughs> yes. So Nepenthe is, this is a pretty good one because it does again come from Greek mythology and it was the name of a magical elixir that would take away sorrow. And so it was given to Helen of Troy in the Odyssey. So I think it's very, very fitting that Troy is on a planet named Nepenthe, where she has gone to, you know, relieve her sorrow of losing her son, Tad. So that's the Mm. background of the word Nepenthe. Very nicely done. Thank you. You're welcome. School is in (laughs) session, y'all. Buckle up. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta read the Odyssey, y'all. You gotta read the Odyssey if you're gonna watch Star Trek. classics are coming back to you that's true like you know i it's all this stuff in school that you're like ah when are we ever gonna need this <laughs> well folks <laughs> just to get into the layers of star trek that's all <laughs> i got my and shakespeare book forget, over there like you said let's not forget shakespeare too yeah i have my mm-hmm. shakespeare right over here because yeah. i'm like oh what at mr spock <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so the little bit of a plot summary, um, Picard and Soji transport to the planet Nepenthe, home to some old friends. Uh, as the rest of the La Serena crew attempt to join them, Picard helps Soji make sense of her recently unlocked memories. Meanwhile, Hugh and Elnor are left on the Borg cube and must face an angered Nerissa. So that's a brief summary direct from IMDb. Uh, <laughs> paraphrased only slightly. This episode was written by Samantha Humphrey and Michael Shabon. And I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna mess up his name. Was oh directed, directed by Douglas Arniakoski. Arnie yeah. <laughs> Somebody out there, please correct me We're and sorry. let me know the correct spelling. And I apologize right now. Um, I thought it was beautiful direction. There were some gorgeous shots in this episode, you know, starting from the very beginning, you know, I mean, like I, they just drop you right into the action, right where the previous episode left off, you know, that's well, a. Douglas has done some of our favorite, um, some of my favorite other episodes too, because he also directed Bright Star, which I thought was another beautiful one. And he did Sound of Thunder, and he did my favorite, Through the Valley of Shadows, baby, when they went back to Bor Borat. So those are all his. Is he the Flare He's guy? A, huh? Is he, is he one of the Flare people? You know, the Flare, the camera Flare, the light Flares. Does he, do, he does those too, doesn't he? I saw, I saw some light flare in this one, but not like a huge amount okay. of it. No, I didn't. Okay. No, no. Yeah, I know what you talk about the light flares, but uh, oh God, yeah. it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful, uh, you know, what, three moon planet. I mean, it was just gorgeous. I thought the. Yeah. It was beautiful. The yeah. renderings of the planet itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, the, the yeah. moonscape and everything. Oh, my, yeah. I want to move to Nepenthe, personally. And the little bunny in the beginning. Remember, saw the little bunny. He, he wound up on pizza, but. <laughs> he was a little bunny. That was a little... I said, oh, poor bunny. He ended up on the pizza. That's right. He ended up on the pizza. He did. Bunny <laughs> so diving right in then, you know, since we're, we're already warmed to this topic, let's get into the things that we liked about this episode. Me personally, I have a million and two things that I like. Like I filled up an entire page of notes of things that I like because it was like eye candy for me. I thought ev almost every shot was beautiful. There was like no wasted shot here. My eye had a gorgeous photograph to look at every time. Mm -hmm. And and the dialogue, there was no wasted dialogue in this episode either. You know, so I mean, I was just and, you know, of course, we had a special reunion, which still, I can't tell you how many times I've watched this episode and still brings tears to my eyes. You know, but you know, those are a few of the things that I liked about this episode. Uh, Fran, what about you? What are some of your well, favorite yeah. likes? Well, I think I kind of brought it up already. Um, they ha they are still together, and they have this brilliant, funny child. And um, they um, and Riker still has all that jazz with him. You know, he he never lets go of the jazz. And it's just the 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 home. You know, it's just they look like such a happy family, even with the tragedy of their of their son. You know, passing away. But you know they go into their better. But I just thought the thing was, it was just so 
So homecoming is, mm-hmm. you know, in fact, it was a homecoming for the fans and and for Picard. So I I love that. I agree. I just, I just love that. I agree, Sabrina. What would be the first yeah. thing that you want to call out that you like? Well, I loved both both scenes where first Troy sees Picard for the first time, and then when Riker sees Picard for the first time, and they both go yes. to their to their exact thing that they were famous for because you know as soon as <laughs> Troy sees him and touches him, you knew she was like she got all the feelings of like the fact that he was on this mission, that this was like a last hurrah. And that he had all this guilt and depression and that he had just had the bejesus scared out of him in that cube. And, you know, Troy felt it all when she got him and she was just like, oh, my, you know. And then he goes in and he sees Riker for the first time. And my boy just gets like doe flour all over his leather jacket. I'm like, oh, (laughs) Riker, what are you doing? And he's like bang, bang, banging on him. And then the next thing he knows, he looks, takes one look, knows he's in trouble. And he just says, what, ladies? Shields up, perimeter scans the maximum, Andy Culkin scans too. He just went total first officer. I said, oh, my God, Mm -hmm, they haven't mm -hmm, missed a beat, mm -hmm. either one of them. Right, neither (laughs) Mm -hmm. one of them. I mean, I tell you when... um, uh, Deanna first um, sees Picard, excuse me, <coughs> sorry. When Deanna first sees Picard, that's when I start getting teary-eyed right away because I think Marina Sirtis did an amazing job in, this, in those moments. All the complexities of emotions that she was going through. Fran? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I totally agree. She just, you know, she just nailed it. You know, you were kind of back on the on the enterprise, but at home, enterprise. Yeah, you know? she just went and the way totally. the hugs and you know the hugs and they 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 look so genuine because I think they were genuine between the characters and the actors portraying the characters. It was so real. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And that, that was not acting. Finally, that wasn't acting, and he finally got some more supportive. You know, because everywhere he's been going, you know, he was his only other one that was really glad to see him. But they were supportive of him too, and they told him that whatever you need, you can stay here. They were so supportive of whatever he wanted to do, and I was kind of glad for that too. Yeah which was exactly the reason why he didn't want to go there in the first place, mm-hmm. why he got the Motley crew together, because he knew as soon as he showed up on Nepenthe, they would have just jumped right into it. And, you know, they had Kestra now. They'd already been through this death of Tad, which we didn't know at the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he wasn't going to put him through anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, yeah, that was that was definitely one of my, my favorite things that happened in that one there. But... Um, so what? So what do, you think, what do you think to me? What, what, do we have any? Are we are we on to head scratches or? No, no, there's <laughs> no, no, not even close to being on to head scratches. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? We have so much more to talk about in this episode. We only went through one thing. We only went through the beginning scene that just okay. got us all in the gut, you know, right. all in the feels <laughs> with the, the with the reunion, which is like the biggest part of this episode we were waiting for it we were waiting for that (laughs) oh my god i didn't know 
how much I missed those characters until I saw that reunion. And I just loved how genuine the emotion, the expression of emotion, like Fran was talking about, because you you knew that it was for the role and also in real life. You know, those hugs were real hugs, you know? Those tears in her eyes of all the things past and all the history that they've been through and the things that they're going through, those were real, you know? And uh, I really appreciate that, you know, seeing that on the thing. But I also, I, I got a shout out to Kestra too. Her name, the actress who played her is Lulu Wilson. Mm-hmm. And she just did a phenomenal job. I mean, like she was mm-hmm. so engaging. I ate up, I ate her up every moment she was on the camera. Yeah. You know, it was a really fantastic character and a really good job done portraying her. And like, I really want to see her in some more <laughs> in future episodes uh, well, somewhere. They've been that talking kid needs about, a show. No, they were talking about bringing them back in, Riker and Troy. And, and I'm sure if that means Kestra too, because... I don't think anybody is is uh, surprised to see that Lulu Wilson at 15 years of age nailing that part and just making me truly believe that she listened to all of her parents' story and knew everything about data. You know, she was just so funny talking to Soji, you know, and can you play the violin and can you do you like she was just running it down. I said, boy, you've just been sitting at your parents' feet, haven't you? (laughs) (laughs) She sure has. She sure has. So, I mean, there was so much to love about that time uh, with them. But I love, uh, I love the, one of the things I love in the show too was uh, Soji's head tilt, the data head tilt. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. that was cool. That was cool. And And I did love that Kestra bonded with Soji so quickly once she realized that both of them had lost a sibling. Mm-hmm. And right. She, she really was like, oh, wow, you know, this is like, you know what I'm going through. You know exactly how I'm feeling. So I think when Kestra heard that, and of course, Kestra was so upset when she you know, blurted out that she was an android and, and hurt her feelings. So it, she, she was such a great, I really, just a great little actress. I'm telling you, actor, yeah. actor. But um mm-hmm. Man, she made me feel that because she just she just was like so upset when she blurted that out. I even went, "Oh no!" <laughs> right? Exactly. She no, she right? doesn't like, know. No, it's too soon. Too soon. <laughs> so I have a favorite line too. I have a favorite line of this. Well, I have. Uh, I have a couple. You have a couple. Mm-hmm. What's yours? What's one of yours? Uh, you go first. Okay, so my favorite line is uh, comes at the hands of Will Riker, at the voice of Will Riker. Thank you very much, Will. Classic Picard arrogance. Yeah, <laughs> yes. But you know, like I said to myself, okay, it's arrogance now. But if you were at the helm of you, if you were in the captain's chair of the biggest, you know, starship of the Federation. It would, be fact. <laughs> yeah. it would be facts. Yeah, it wouldn't it be would just be facts, right? <laughs> yeah, that's why he just. Oh yeah, I just don't have the ship. Uh, uh, <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, like, he is none of those things now. He's, He's just not- a guy, you know, <laughs> just yeah. a guy with the just past, a guy. expecting everybody to treat him the way that he used to be treated and things for mm-hmm. events to unfold the way that they used to unfold. And I love what Picard, I mean, what Riker says in that moment is like, you know, you think, you know, 
that uh, you've got control of the situation, like you're going to push everybody away for their quote unquote safety mm-hmm. when it's really mm-hmm. so that you can keep control of the situation, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and, and you think that you got control, you know, like you think you know it, you think you can handle this, but shorty, you can't handle this. <laughs> <laughs> Told about uh, dealing with a teenager, which is a humbling experience. No, that was funny because even even Troy had to tell him about it. Well, see, that was my other favorite. My other favorite moment from this uh, episode was when Troy really gets in uh, Picard's grill about how Mm -hmm. he treated Soji, you know, Mm -hmm. and she says her very consciousness has been violated. And what a great line to give to Deanna Troy, Mm -hmm. right? Who has been literally mind raped how many times? (laughs) <laughs> right you, you know she understands about consciousness being violated and the other thing that i love about this episode and i really didn't realize it until i was watching it today was that um agnes Girardi now understands that violation too yep. because mm-hmm. commodore O did that to her Just you know her. so this whole episode has repercussions of of dominance and power and 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 you know and forced mind violations mm. because she really she really didn't get her permission to do that she no. just went you know just you know just just break you know just just came at her face she just came at her face like, right and she didn't even know what she was about to do for real right. Agnes no, was like no all. you know so you know that we so, got yeah. we got a lot of and I love that like you know actually like it's a bunch of women <laughs> <laughs> speaking up against like, yo, shorty. And so, you know, Marina Sirtis or Deanna Troy saying to Picard, you, how dare you? You have no idea what this child has been through. How dare you mock what her? What's this gone through? Yeah. Right. So that was another favorite moment of mine, you know, in the show. And then I loved, okay, how many times can I say I love something? Who else As has many something times, that they uh, love? My favorite <laughs> line, I, I had a couple of favorite lines. And... My, my favorite one was Picard at the dining room table, which I loved when Troy said, just pretend our dining room is the briefing room, <laughs> the briefing table. <laughs> they were like all around the table again. I loved that. But then Picard said, I was wasting my life, but now I have a mission and nothing and no one is going to stop me. I was like, oh, baby. Yeah, there he is. is back. <laughs> okay. All right. My boy is back. And he was he was dead up like, okay, we're gonna get plan B, we're gonna run this shit down, we're gonna find some freaking synths and we're gonna see what's going on. But uh that was that was great. And then I did like the one line where I already um it was Kestra when she was talking to Soji and she said, You have a home world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. love that. And, and Soji looked happy for the first time. She was like, "Yeah, I do, I do." <laughs> but then, if you saw Troy's face when she Did said think- like Adana, and Troy just looked like Adana, oh, yeah, hit her in the heart when she said that. But it was just such a cute moment yeah. when she said, "You have a." And home. Will looked at her. Yeah, and when yeah. Will looked at her, mm-hmm. because Will he knew that that would kind of yeah. I said, "Oh, yeah, that was that was rough." But, you know, Kestra was going to give it to her. Kestra's like, here, you got a home world now. We're going to go find this place. There's your home world. Those are my two. I want to see who Captain Randall is, speaking of. I wonder who, because <laughs> he has to play a plot part in this if, if we see them again. 
Well, I hope so, because they certainly like painted a picture of this man, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, is he somebody from uh, like, is he a, an obscure Trek reference that I don't know? You know OK, because I don't know why, but every time they kept saying his name, I kept thinking, <laughs> don't yell. I don't know what the other captain's name was. But remember in Deep Space Nine that Dax had some guy that had the clear skull and 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 Bashir was like always mad because she kind of was liking this guy with the clear skull. And I was like, was that guy's name Crandall? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, no, that was not his name. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. I kept thinking every time I hear Captain Crandall, I picture him with a clear skull. <laughs> when I over on the other side that, of Infinity Lake there. talking to Kessel with his clear head. <laughs> I'm thinking that it might be that when I hear Captain Cranmer, I'm thinking of old wrinkle up AFQ that decided that he was going to come there and be there because, you know, that was part of, but, and I'm, and I, I may be way off here, but <laughs> I think it might be Q because he's aged up, you know, it, that would explain why he's aging. Why you, he think, has aged. you think Captain know. Crandall might be Q? Is that what I said? sure do. I oh. might. It might be because you don't know what went on in the continuum. Continuum after. <laughs> but it's crazy ass I, out I again. think that's as plausible as it be him being the clear-headed guy. So the clear-headed guy. Because <laughs> you know he could have. He could have. You know because they put him out once before, and they could put him out again. You know and say okay, you're gonna be mortal and you're gonna age to do so and so and so. And he has all this knowledge. So I don't know. It, it could be. Yeah, because he uh, sure knew where that know, planet they put was. People out of the continuum. Mm-hmm. He sure knew where that planet was pretty quickly. <laughs> he did, didn't he? I'm, I'm gonna get back to that oh. because I'm gonna put that back on the head scratcher. So come, I'm gonna come back to that. Okay. But, yeah. All right. All right. So, Fanny, you have your favorite quotes. I don't have any uh, favorite quotes. I, I really don't. We took them I all. Just, I just, I don't know. If, well, no, not really. But you know, I, I noticed when. She said, you have, a, he, that's your Adami. When she said, when he, you know, when he looked at, when Riker looked at her and, you know, of course she thought about that. And I'm like, oh, look at that. That Look at that moment, you know, but she was okay. You know, she turned out to be okay. I'm I talking did. about uh, uh, Troy. Oh, wait a minute. Yes. When I do have one and, and I thought, I said, well, why would she, she said, when um, Soji bought, she said, yeah, you bring me here with all these loving and caring people with good food. She didn't leave out the good food part. She brought in, I thought that was something, I thought that was amazing that she put with the good food. Mm-hmm. Because that's the first time you know, she had really actually seen food. And she did that data work thing. And she said, and good food, I don't know, I don't trust any of you all. Right, but you yeah. said you, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I thought that was amazing. I just want to ask, like, like leaving, uh, going up to the La Serena for a minute. Um, yeah, what they were was going? Issues. <laughs> they were having like Agnes Girardi was having a serious meltdown, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I got to give mad, mad props to Allison Pill. Because the way that she played 
Gerardi's collapse and her neuroses and just the, the guilt and eating her up inside was visceral. Like, I mean, I could feel that her, her angst, you know, I could feel her inner trauma going on. Yeah. And, and, you know, and when she went to take the, hold up, what was that stuff called? The, um, uranium hydroxide. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that down. Yes, I did. Because I was like, wait, what? what? What is that again? You know, when she went to take that, you know, her talk, the way she was talking herself through it, like, you can do this, you know? Uh, she knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The red yeah. velvet cake didn't do it, girl. No. You, you and she throws up a lot. Agnes Girardi throws <laughs> that, up a lot. Yes. <laughs> that was, I, could, I couldn't get past. She's the throwing is up woman I know. on the I whole t- show. She. Every time you turn around, she was throwing up. She cussing and you know, throwing I, up. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, cussing and throwing up. She's throwing up. She, you know, she wasted some perfectly good red velvet cake by throwing it up. Yeah. <laughs> right. So Three I'm pieces. Like, why, why, why does she keep throwing up? But, you know, I think Alison Peel, I, I just think she's an excellent actor anyway. I just, I just love whatever she's in. She's so quirky and and acting, you know, I just, I just love her acting. And yeah, she did a too. great job on this show, you know. She's <laughs> always giving me a, a, a reaction or action that is really unexpected, but actually really natural to that character. You know, she's always taking me to an yeah. unexpected place in, yeah. in what she's given out. And uh, I really appreciate that, you know. Yeah, like she just got up and said, you know, I just want to oh. go home. <laughs> you, know, you were like, no, we gotta go. We gotta go well, get gotta the card. Fucking sense, right? Yeah. You know, just, she know. was done she at that point. For the ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Raffi had a. She was trying. Reminder. That was her last desperate ditch to not fulfill this. Get out of it. Yeah. This, mm-hmm. this yeah, this fate it. that uh, Commodore Commandant O had put her in. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Uh, so. It was rough, and then you know, of course, I got a shout out for Hugh one last time. Mm, that was some oh. that. Now here's where I shed a tear. Yes, I shed another tear. <laughs> it, uh, it was, that it was, was. Go ahead, Sabrina. That was just not right because you know I, I, that that was my other my other quote that I that I highlighted when he his death line, you know because. Um, he said, for a moment, you made me think that I could, you know, I could take this, I could take over, you know, I wouldn't just be this guy on this reclamation. I can't remember. He gave me a, a hopeful fool. That's what he said he was. I was mm-hmm. a hopeful fool. But that God dog Narissa, man. Uh, she's, she plays a really good, bad guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't stand her guts. I know, right? I hate her. <laughs> she's making yeah. me hate her. <laughs> yeah, she was despised. She was really despisable. Yes. And I was glad to see her go over the, the side of the thing. Oh, don't give anything away. Mm-hmm. But she's a worthy adversary <laughs> oh, because that's anybody. A, oh, oh, right. oh, okay. I'm a, that's the wrong episode. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm, that's I'm okay. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> but she is a worthy adversary because anybody that decides that she's going to put down her stun gun and take on Elnor. I said, oh, all right, all right, girl. You think you can handle this shit? Okay, let's see what the, what's her, what's her thing there? I mean, the Elmer put his sword down. They were like, let's get busy, bitch. Right. <laughs> but I was so mad. I was like, no, Elnor, don't do it that way. Don't trust her. Like, it's a trick, man. Yeah, she's gonna suck it's him a right trap. In. You know. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, this was like Romulan on Romulan, so he should have known yeah. something was going on. Absolute candor. Can you remember that, please? Right. But but see, that's where the oh. that's where being raised so honestly right. is is a detriment. You know, right, he right. does not yeah. understand guile. Right. And, he does I, and not. I, yeah. you know, and, and I love that we have that to look forward to him learning. These, so naive. these other yeah. things about the world. Right? I didn't even yeah. think of that. You're right to me. He didn't even get it that she was just like, oh, yeah, come on. <laughs> Put yeah. your foot down because I know you're going to kill me with that shit. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't he doesn't even understand people deception. No. Right. My poor right. boo. My poor right. boo. Well, my, my biggest. My I biggest head scratcher. Oh, OK, we're going to let's do head scratchers. OK. Head scratchers. So we haven't got there yet. No, we, oh, okay. we can go there. I mean, do we have anything else to cover on the things that we loved or liked? Well, I'll 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 we save that last one for personal connection. Like. Okay. So no. yeah, let's 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 go ahead to the head scratchers. Go ahead, Fran. Did Rios really think that uh Raffi was the traitor? Or did that, he get? Did he? Did he put Gerardi in the position to do what she needed to do? I can't figure it out. I read it that Rios honestly did think that Rafi was a potential traitor because of the way that he was like right before Agnes, right before the EMH came in and was like, yo, you might want to check on Agnes, right? Rio was like, Rios was like, uh, you know, we got to talk, you know? Yeah, he was, <laughs> like, he was, he was right. yelling at Rafi. He was serious. He was yelling, he was yelling at her. He and was like, she was like, what are you going to Yeah, and she was like, well, what are you going to do? Throw me in the brig? Or like, it's like are we talking to throw, throw me in the brig? An and, and he and got real, it. yeah, thrown out of airlock. And she, he got real quiet and just looked at her. And that's when she was like, wait, what? So he really did, he really was thinking that, you know, it was her. He didn't even conceive that it might oh, be Agnes. Wow. Well, because he didn't know where she went when they went back to, um, you know, that planet, free, free, free cloud. Mm -hmm. He didn't know, she didn't, remember she came back all drunk. She was all mad. She said she came slinking back. Yeah. He didn't get it. She wouldn't, she wouldn't tell him what was going on. She was, you know, he was like, what did she just well, do? Well, she did. Right. Well, she did kind of explain to him. I remember when she talked about her son and the. But that wasn't an explanation. That wasn't an explanation of where she's been. Like she was drunk and high, and she was talking oh, yeah. out of her ass. And so, like that could have been a non sequitur of anything. It like it wasn't related <laughs> to anything. We could relate to it. We knew what it was about because we're the viewers. But if you're Rios, and you don't, that's just like random drunk no, high no stuff. connection no no connection and you know right. and maybe somebody was blackmailing her because of the son he didn't know what was going on you know like why is she talking about a baby all of a sudden what's going on but he couldn't figure out that agnes was it because he said you've been on the ship since we started right so he didn't he couldn't conceive of the fact that this was a plot that had been hatched way before before they even set up but she but right. you know if you look back she did Raffi did. She said, you you know, you're just going to bring Agnes on your thing. You're not going to do no kind of, you don't want me to do just not no kind of background check. Right. Raffi's right. been suspicious from the beginning. Yeah. Because she knows it's not her. 
She knows right. it's not exactly yeah. so. She sure. knows it's not her. The only person I don't know is you with the little cute little blue you. coat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little- oh, I remember the blue. When she said that cute little blue coat, came, I'm I like, remember okay, before we left her, break out the were, blue coat. Right, you were there in your cute little blue coat, so anxious to go meet <laughs> the synth technology. You know, like I was like, ooh, Raffi, ooh, 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 ooh you better watch no, out, you Agnes. Out the blue coat. You better watch out. <laughs> yeah, she's like, yeah, let's go have some cake. Yeah, it's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be cake. Come on, <laughs> she's like, I'm gonna yeah, get all on. the information so, out of her. All I need, all I got to give you some cake. Yeah, I have another head scratcher and mine was um, my head scratcher was the way that Picard was so mocking of Soji's pain and the plight and and, Mm -hmm. and insensitive to what she might have gone through, because that was very out of character. That was not a Picard that I've ever seen, you know, like so even if he's going through some business he usually is giving people the benefit of the doubt or like not just the benefit of the doubt. He's usually much more empathetic and, and, and he has mm-hmm. a, a much mm-hmm. stronger ability to put himself in the other man's shoes and it's very well developed in him. So I thought that was really out of character. Although I loved all the dialogue that came after that. Like, I mean, they had some great stuff written in response to that. But it just seems so out of character to me. And like, I just didn't see how he would be that insensitive. That's just me. Do you think it might've been because he knows and has known that she's an Android and he's thinking like old Android 1.0, not Android (laughs) 2.0? You know, he's thinking like, she can't be hurt. She doesn't have any emotion like data. And then he's no, like, oh, no, I don't think th- I don't know that because I just think he's very well there. aware that that they're entire like she and her sister were entirely different creatures than he had ever. You know, I, I think he understood the depth of the difference between them and data. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He's he's, he's deep in the sense. And I, I don't know. But he's just she's another sense. I don't think he you know, I don't know. But I But I know what you're talking about. But I'm sort of like, mm, I mean, did that strike I, either of you guys as odd? Yeah, he didn't give a shit. I mean, he was just like, oh, yeah, so I suppose it's a, you know, I suppose it's all a fantasy, like all this great, beautiful house and this land and this good food and stuff. Like, yeah, but this I is think, all not real. And I was like, dude, I mean, like, even my first time watching that, I was like, whoa, but I, what? But I, I think he was reacting because. He got such a different reaction from Dodge to him. He got such a different, you know, Dodge knew who he was and whatnot, actually. But, you know, I think it's part of that. Oh, well, your sister knew who I was. He accepted me and everything. And now here you come acting like I'm just like, you know, uh, shit on a shingle or something. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that was part of it. You know, that arrogance, that Picard arrogance. It's like, Hmm. How dare you not, you know, uh, believe me, you know, you know, I am who I am. And, you know, I think that may have a little bit to do with it. Hmm. I, that was my head scratcher. So different. Huh? That was my head scratcher that she didn't know Picard, although Dodge did. Yeah, Dodge, Dodge said there's about- something inside of me that keeps telling me to find you. Find you. But, but Soji okay, wasn't but- activated yet. Soji got activated when she was in the box. Okay, but 
he sent them to two different places. He sent them yeah. to Earth. He sent uh, uh, so, um, he sent Dodge, Dodge to Earth, where she had a chance a chance to meet up with Picard. But he sent Soji to the cube, where there was little too minute chance that she would meet up with Picard. Good point. I think yeah, that's, that's why the two didn't good... put the built-in thing. You know, they could have had because, two different you know, sets of instructions written. Yes, they they did because they mm -hmm. went to two different places and right. and you know Picard, you know, who would think Picard would go to a captured ball cube or would even round up in Romulan space? Okay, I can so, go. I can buy that because I, think that's I why that was my head scratcher. Like, why did Dodge know and went to Picard and the other sister mm -hmm. didn't know? Mm -hmm. Didn't mm -hmm. two different instructions? Okay, yeah. friend, I'll buy that. Dollar, I'll so buy that. I, I think all of those were some good head scratchers this week. Well, I still have another head scratcher. My, oh, okay, come on with it. Well, yeah, you know, well, it's not a head scratcher, but it's just like my, I was sort of like, I, the whole, the whole Hugh Elnor thing just didn't sit right with me, like the getaway. Uh, and, I, and I get why they, he stayed behind to cover their escape, but I guess because. I'm like, well, why did you just get in the thing too? And I'm like, why did you all just go? You know, but I guess if, if they had XBs on there, they could have gotten into the room too and found out where they were going. It just it seems strange to me if you got a spatial, you know, transporter, like why wouldn't everybody jump in there and just why didn't seal all the room? Of just get in there and go. And seal the room. I mean, seal the room or destroy the room or whatever. But okay. Well, so how many XBs do you think they could have gotten out of there in time? That whole board, that whole the whole cube was was full of, full of XBs. Right. So somebody That's a lot of XBs and there's one was. portal. But I'm just saying, like somebody would have known where leave. the room was if if I don't if, think he wanted to leave his XBs. To leave the XBs behind to fend for themselves. Right. I yeah. think he was still being protective of them. And Elnor, and Elnor had already like Picard had dissolved Elnor's contract, you know, like like yeah. service to him. So Elnor was mm -hmm. free to choose his next hopeless uh, cause. Yeah. And, okay, that's true. All right. And he saw true. that as a, a and it was a very truly a pretty hopeless cause. Yeah. You know? You can go. Yeah, here. pretty much. You know, and it's like the XBs are not like, you know, they're in, you know, hospital rehab, basically. None of them are particularly yeah. healthy, you know. Yeah, they, they <laughs> like, need to, the Romulans need to step they don't, up their surgery technique. They don't, have their, they don't have their wits about them. They certainly don't have their physical means to cope with it. Like, they were sitting ducks. Yeah. Yeah. They were captured. They were the, mm -hmm. It was a captured ball cube. And they right. were captured. Uh, you know what I'm interested to see in the future is what the Romulans end up doing with all this Borg tech that they're oh, reclaiming and taking out. Like, they, you know, because you know they're I, up to something. Well, well, the cube, they don't have, they don't have the cube anymore. It's not they about the cube. They don't have the tech. It's not they don't even have a tech anymore. Yes, they did. They was all still on the cube. No, they had a lot of stuff that they had taken, oh, taken out, out of the XBs. And that they had already yeah, taken was, out of the cube. So they have okay. that stuff elsewhere. I it's gone. All I the enhancements, they were taking them I out. I thought it was still on the cube. They were selling it. They were selling that stuff. You can't, no, that wasn't the, uh, you can't think that, like, 
like, you know, like one research place has like all of it. Like I would, if, like if I were the Romulans, I would have sent a lot of that stuff that I collected off someplace else to my secret, super secret government laboratory. Know, but, but we didn't see that. No, you just don't see all it, but you have to infer that. You have to infer that. But, but with Star Trek, with Star Trek, you cannot infer stuff. Yes, of course you can. You can, of Most course, of infer that a that a, a government is making use of the technology that they're quote that they're quote they're harvesting under a, a, some type of peace agreement. They're absolutely making use of because, it. Because everybody of way. has always wanted Borg technology. They were always after seven. They were always, you know, they were like. Everybody was always trying to get the nanobots or the whatever ever and the, the cortical thing. And, you know, they were all trying to get us stuff. And I mean, this is what okay, all major I'm, governments I'm, do. OK, but in my mind, in my mind, I'm thinking that most of it was because they had captured it. It wasn't going well. They didn't think it was going anywhere. It was still there. And in my mind, most of it is still on because they had a I think they still had a special place right there on the queue in my mind that they kept all this stuff. I, I'm thinking most the of it was on the, on the well, we'll see. We'll see. The I mean, Tau CR? Yeah, like, come on now. <laughs> Garrick and the Tau CR? Well, that's what I'm, but, but that's what no, I think. I mean, like, Section the, 31, if you're, if you, you know. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a government entity, especially a secretive government entity, you're not gonna keep all your eggs in one basket, period. Okay, You're just not going to do I'm that. Thinking. Section 31 okay. and the Talshia have that stuff someplace. We're going to see it somewhere. But it may right. Not be so, Picard, you know, I, I know. Yeah, I know that they've got and And I'm interested to see what type of like plot line is going to develop around this uh, stolen but Jay, board but tech. was selling that stuff to who? You know, on I the mean, black market. On. Exactly. Exactly. OK. You know, it's out there. OK, it doesn't. But yes, out there. But does it does mean that just the Romulans were buying it? No, the Romulans. Everybody was trying to get the tech, as you the, all said. The Romulans. I didn't say it was it. just the Romulans. You know, but no, everybody's you know, after I, that. Yeah, huh? you got a thousand XPs with all kinds of stuff in them. You, you know, you're gonna harvest that mess. Mm-hmm. They're definitely harvesting that. You know. Or something, but okay. Well, so we're gonna. They're gonna. The Federation is it's gonna be. They're gonna go right back to being really bad enemies with the Romulans. They didn't trust them anyway. Yeah, they didn't trust them anyway. So <laughs> they're gonna go back to okay. The Romulans are, are our enemies. Yeah. So, so before yeah. we run out of time completely, let's uh let's move on to personal connections now. Were there any, was, did any part or any part of the storylines or a particular character or anything resonate with you guys personally? I say, Sabrina? Yeah, what I really loved about the whole episode is that this was one where everyone comes clean about something. Hmm. You know, Picard and finally admits he's over his head. Soji tells her whole story. Agnes upchucks the tracker. We see Rios react like he really is a, this girl means something to me. He came running down them stairs. No, he didn't come running down. He slid down that mess to go see what happened to Agnes. Mm -hmm. And Elnor is like, you know, he he's over his head and he's calling for help. But Rafi's the only one who doesn't have some major realization and she had hers last week. So mm -hmm. I love that whole thing that everybody was like, oh my God, you know, let me just, <laughs> let me just, oh Lord, the, the, the stuff is all messed up. That's what I loved. 
You love the come and clean. Come and clean. Yeah. And Fran, what about you? Did you have any personal I'm residence? Just gonna go, I'm just going to go this way. Riker and Troy had all these different lovers on the Enterprise. And, but they came back together and look what I, I'm just coming full circle. They came back together and I got that personal connection. Because, you know, when it first started out on TNG, they, they were exes. And then it kind of got together. But she had a whole bunch of lovers. He had a whole bunch of lovers. But they're there together and happy for the and, most part. I and he called, her Mzadi. he called her Imzadi. He called her Imzadi. my <laughs> beloved. You know, so I just, I just love the fact that they came together and got the bright kid and, you know, through all the lovers they had on TNG, especially him, you know, cause you know. She was Riker. no slouch. She was no slouch. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, she, yeah, she had her share too, you know. So they they came back together and, and just settled down on the planet and loved each other. Fred, I had no idea you were such a romantic. <laughs> I, I am. Love it. I love it. I really am. I am. I, you know. Learning because... things about my sci-fi sisters this deep into the series. <laughs> I, I love it when, you know, I, I really love it when people come together like that and, you know, through all, you know, because they have, they've had some, some obstacles and yeah. their son dying was an obstacle, you know, but they're still there, still loving each other and mm -hmm. just happy together. And then when they get together and they they kiss, you know, he kissed cats on the head. She goes in the house and they hug and they go. And I'm like, oh, I was just, I <laughs> teared up and smiled and it was oh, so yes. loving. I'm like, why can't Troy? So my, I love it. My personal connection is, is, is really close. My personal residence is really close to friends and, and it's not necessarily just the relationship of it, uh, of the two of them, but just how good it felt to see them, to see the trio, just to see part of the um, next gen crew together again, you know, and the, it resonated so deeply with me, the, the connection, like how deep their connection really was, you know, and I just felt like it was so beautiful to see these characters relating to each other in a different dynamic than what we always saw on the enterprise, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. which was like, Picard's the boss and everybody else is around him. And he didn't have these close interpersonal interactions on the show that we saw very often, you know? So it just felt really good to see the, a more natural, realistic portrayal of like, you know, this is how these characters would be behaving now, you yeah. know? And, and, it, and it felt like a big warm fuzzy in my mm -hmm. heart and mm -hmm. they all came back together you know and that i remember when the show premiered like that carried me through till the next week you know like i was good for a while you know i carried around the big fuzzy <laughs> for a nice hot minute and you know i so. tell you i tell you listeners we got two sci-fi sisters here that are just about to cry <laughs> <laughs> They're just about to cry about Riker and Troy and everybody coming back. Oh, they're making three sci-fi sisters. We love this show. <laughs> you know what I did love? I love when Picard came in and he introduced uh, he introduced Troy as commander. And you know, you know, you knew, you knew, and, and Riker too. It was just like, oh, they're still active. Okay. 
Oh, that's right. Google I Google. like that little seed that Riker planted, you know, yeah. like, Google yeah, Google. like, yeah. I'm still, you know, technically, you know, I'm still new on active duty. Active. You know, I would have to be called. It would have to be something really serious. You know? Yo, I <laughs> knew he was going to be back. Yep. I knew he mm-hmm. that. I knew. I'm like, we're going to see him again. Picard mm-hmm. used their their ranks. I said, oh, they're still on active callback. <laughs> okay. yep. Wait a second. And of course, like I said, you know, my boy had the house tricked out. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah, been a great my discussion. Pimp my cabin. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's freaking out over there, y'all. Just FYI. We'd lost Sabrina. We better wrap this puppy up because she's about to go off the rails. <laughs> so it has been a great discussion on Nepenthe. And uh, so, you okay. know, in wrapping up, um, it's we're at midpoint or almost midpoint. Next show, we're going to talk about the season ending arc of mm. Picard mm. first mm. season mm. um for this season of sci-fi sisters you know it's been a great ride and we got a lot to cover next show we probably end up gonna might end up having to break it up into two shows it's yeah. a lot to cover oh over yeah over there mm-hmm. so how Sabrina can people reach us, Sci-Fi Sisters, in case they have comments or agreements or disagreements or questions? Because we definitely want to hear from you. Yes, we do. You can reach each one of us by our first names and the name of the show. So it's Sabrina, S-U-B-R-I-N-A, at SciFiSisters.com. And that's S-Y-F-Y-S-I-S-T-A-S.com. I did it. I did it. Yay. <laughs> and friends is and with fr- that mine is the same except it's Fran T with the same sci-fi sisters.com. And I'm Tamia. Well, the same way, of course. And I'm Tamia at sci-fi sisters.com. That's T-A-M-I-A at sci-fi sisters.com. As well as you can feel free to come join the fun with us on Facebook. Our Facebook group is the Sci-Fi Sisters Mothership. Just like George Clinton would say it, put a swagger in the mothership. M-U-T-H-A-S-H-I-P. So we have a great, really active group with some of the best uh fans of all genres and uh so join us on the mothership and join us, uh, come and join us on the lido deck for the party <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much for listening to us and we will see you next week bye live long and prosper y'all bye-bye l-l-l-p